Today we're going to be discussing John chapter 15, verse 16. And it reads on this wise, King James Version. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Heavenly Father, we thank you that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth, from your mouth, O oh God. Lord, we thank you that your word is quick and powerful and sharpened in the two-edged sword. And it cuts and pierces in between the soul and the, the, the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow. And it's even the judge of the contents of the man heart, of a man's heart. Lord, we pray that we will receive your word on today. That we would not allow your word to go by the wayside. That we would not allow your word to be among thorns. Gracious Heavenly Father, that let your word go on good ground. Let our heart be good ground, that we may bear much fruit for your glory. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we know that at this point, we're in the final hours of the life of Christ. We're in the final, well, we're not in the final hours of the life of Christ. Because Jesus is eternal. But we are the last couple of hours of his earthly ministry before his death, resurrection, and ascension. We're a couple of hours in from that. And Jesus is telling them like a farewell speech. Jesus is giving them like his will. He's like giving them how, he, how things are going to progress from here on out. How things are going to be set up. But he reminds them here in this particular passage, he reminds them here in this particular verse, John chapter 15, verse 16, he says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. See, up until now, They've known the Father as God. They've known the Father as Almighty God. But through their relationship with Christ, they're starting to see him as Father. They're starting to see him as Abba. They're starting to get connected to the Father through Christ. So Christ tells them, Jesus tells them, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. That I sh- you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. As we walk through this passage, we're going to come across three points. Number one, the disciples did not choose God, but God chose and ordained them. Christ, Jesus, chose them. They didn't choose him. Point two, the disciples were to go and bring forth fruit and that their fruit should remain. And finally, point three is, whatsoever the disciples asked the Father in Christ's name, he would give it to them. Let's look at point one. The disciples did not choose God, 
but God chose and ordained them. The disciples, Jesus, the disciples didn't choose Jesus. He, the disciples did not choose Christ out of intellect. Because the Bible says all men, like sheep, have gone astray. The Bible says none are righteous, no, not one. We do not know enough. We're not smart enough within our own selves. We have to be changed. Our desires have to be changed. Our wants have to be changed in order for us to desire something that's truly good. And what's truly good according to the Bible? What's truly good according to Christ? What's truly good according to the Father? What's truly good according to the Spirit? No man comes to Christ except by the Spirit of God. We don't come because we're so smart. We don't come because we're so intelligent. We don't come of our, of our own accord. And when you look at the actual choosing of the disciples, Jesus picked them out. He called them out in the same way that he did you. You didn't choose God because you're smart. You didn't choose God because, you know, you're just so with it. The Holy Spirit drew you. You felt conviction over your sin. You saw that you were a sinner in need of a Savior. You saw that God was the Savior. You, you knew that God existed and that he's real. And he let you know all these things and gave you the desire to come. Because unregenerate man does not desire God. Flesh does not desire God. Jesus said, you come because the Father drew him. There's none righteous, no, not one. All like sheep are falling astray. We did think like God. We were right with God. We were smart enough to choose things of God. But sin came into the garden and warped our whole mentality. Sin came into the garden and destroyed our whole view. We were made in the image and likeness of God. Meaning, not that God has two eyes and a nose and ears. It means that we were compatible in relationship with the Father. We were compatible in relationship with Jesus. We were compatible in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Whatever we wanted to do, we could do. Whatever we wanted to say, we could say anything because we were right with God. And we were in line with God. And our heart was in line with God. And our will was in line with God until sin. When sin came, it perverted our whole mentality. We died. What can a dead man choose? You ever been to a funeral? What can a dead man choose? They can't choose anything. Jesus, the Spirit, the Father draws. And so he told them, be confident in the fact that you have not chosen me. See, if you chose me, then you can change your mind. If you chose me, then you really can't be sure in what's going on because you're making decisions. And what if you decide something different? He's like, no, be confident. Be secure. You're stable. You're in consistency in me. Trust in me. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And the Bible tells us that he who began a good work in us We'll perform it and complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! We can rejoice! See, there have been times I've made good choices, 
and there'll be times that I made bad choices. There'll be times that I promised God and I prayed to God, but then there'll be times that I dishonored God. Praise God that the earnest isn't on us. Praise God that the responsibility isn't on us. Praise God that the power to keep us, the power to mature us and grow us is not on us. We didn't choose him, he chose us. The same God that spoke everything into existence, he chose us. The same God for the foundation of the world that parted the Red Sea, he chose us. The same Jesus that raised people from the dead, that did those miracles, that keep in power. The true vine chose us. We can rejoice in that. I can make you know that you're special. Know that you're unique. Know that, oh, how great is the love that the Father has lavished upon us, that we should be called the sons and the daughters of God. But those of us who are trusting in Jesus Christ to be ourselves too for sin. For those of us who are leaning and trusting on what the Father did in Christ, we have eternal life because we're not trusting in our goodness. We're not trusting in our merits. We're not trusting in our ability, but we're trusting in what Christ has done. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is quickening our mortal body. And by his grace, we desire the things of God. That's why we desire to pray. That's why we're here this morning right now, because we desire to come together and gather together in his name. Because we love God's people, we love God. But, maybe that's not your testimony this morning. Maybe you've been trusting in your goodness. Maybe you've been trusting in your faithfulness. Maybe you've been trusting in your consistency. Maybe you've been trusting in yourself. If that's the case, the only thing you have to look forward to is the wrath of God. Because the Bible says, none is righteous, no, not one. Outside of Christ, our good works are nothing but filthy rags. And what do you do with filthy rags? You throw them away. Because they're good for nothing. And that's where we are outside of Christ. So if you have not been trusting in Christ, if you have not been leaning on Christ, if you have not been depending on Christ, if you have not been trusting what Christ has done, and you're trusting in yourself, trusting in your own goodness, repent. Turn to Jesus today. Realize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and that through Christ you can know the Father. Through Christ you can be forgiven for sin. Only through Christ. Hallelujah. But the point, first point is, Jesus says, um, the first point is, the disciples did not choose Christ, but Jesus chose and ordained them. Do you know what it means to be ordained? That means God has given you the power to be holy. God has given you the power to separate from them, come from among them and be separate, said the Lord, to touch not the unclean thing. He's given us the power to walk in righteousness. He's given us the power to walk in holiness. God has given us the power to be called the sons and daughters of God. We've been chosen. And not just chosen, but we've been equipped in Christ Jesus. And that's the first point. The second point is, the disciples were to go and bring forth fruit and that their fruit should remain. 
Why did God choose you? Why did God ordain you? Why did God choose them? Why did God ordain them? Look, the second point. The disciples were to go and bring forth fruit and that their fruit should remain. God did not choose us so that we could sit on our holy Bibles. God did not choose us just so that we could be right with him. God chose us for the same reason that he did for the foundation of the world. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. And we're to go forth and spread the gospel. We're to go forth and spread his love. We're to go forth and be fruitful. What does that look like? For you, it may look like different than what it looks like for somebody else. But for all of us, what that looks like is yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yielding to the word of God. Repenting of our sins. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's the life we live now. We don't live a life following after sin. We don't live a life following after things in this world. We don't live our lives for ourselves. We live a life for Jesus Christ, for the glory of the Father. And so in the same way that the disciples were to go and bring forth fruit, that their fruit should remain, by God's grace, God has called us, and God has chosen us, and God has ordained us that we should go and bring forth fruit. What does that look like? It means like not giving, it looks like not giving into fear, not giving into doubt, not giving into the flesh, not giving into sin. And wherever you are, let your light shine. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they receive good, good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. What does that look like? It means that as we're reading the Bible, as we're praying, as we're leaning on the Lord, as we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, as we're seeking Him with all of our heart, but our attitude's not going to be grumpy all the time. Our attitudes aren't going to be mere mean spirit toward one another. And if we do make a mistake, and we do say something wrong, and we do do something wrong, we confess it to the Father, we confess to one another, and we keep on serving God. We keep on bearing fruit. We keep on going and bringing forth fruit. And our fruit is going to remain. You know why? Because God's keeping a record of what we're doing. And our fruit remains because we're doing it in Christ. And we're doing it for God's glory. And we're doing it by the power of the Spirit. This is not something that we do by the flesh. The Bible says the flesh and the Spirit are contrary to one another. The Bible says they're at war against one another. And as we follow Christ, and as we seek the Lord, 